frozen yogurt was kind of a fad. It started you know, dwindling off back in you know, 2014. And so um, it was like, hey, I can either go work with my dad, like at the CIA, or um, I can, you know, find some other, you know, government contracting job or, you know, go take a chance and like get out of my comfort zone, get out of my home city. And so that's what I did. I didn't have any money. I put uh, pretty much everything in the back of my beater Mazda 3, drove to Austin, Texas to, uh, you know, a cheap one bedroom apartment in the hood. Didn't know anybody, didn't have any friends, no connections, no plan as to what I was going to do next. But I knew that I wanted something more for my life. And um, I wanted to be my own boss. So I started doing heavy research into different businesses, landed on wholesaling. It made sense to me. Um, so I went deep on it, basically, you know, put myself through YouTube University and took a lot of action. It took me you know, quite a while to get my first deal. It took me 11 months. Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. Here we have Nick Perry. And uh, Nick Perry, uh, nice. I mean, it's so nice having you, man. Uh, we both are Nicks, by the way. That's kind of like something we have relatable, makes us cool. <laughs> and uh, right now, Nick is it's located, it's situated in his space of his company in Austin, correct? Yeah, Austin, Nick Perry. Texas. Awesome. And Nick runs a, a wholesale operation in uh, all the US, uh, approximately it's 30 plus markets, correct? 30 plus states. I'll do the United States of America. So All <laughs> however many markets you want, it's one market. I guess you could you call it the whole country. There you go. So now for him, now he call it one market. <laughs> that's how like how that's how dominant right now he has it uh, in, in his business model. And his business model consists of leveraging other markets that are probably lower cost per deal and doing really good deals there, you know, getting the juice out of those other markets that are probably untapped waters for a lot of people. And Nick is, is currently doing that. So, but I don't want to talk about it. I, I want Nick to talk about it. But first, uh, Nick, let, just tell us a little bit of a story of you because we were going to really go deep into like how you're wholesaling houses all over USA. You're leveraging uh, your time. You're, you already have your time delegated. You have a team of people that are both local and off, off uh, of VAs that are off offshore correct and at the same time you are leveraging a lot of inbound lead generation uh because i see you everywhere you're like omnipresent my man just to let you know uh you're it's company, be, it's 2020 there you're you go omnipresent it's what are you doing exactly my man <laughs> so uh that is what we're going to be talking about so nick tell us tell us a little bit of 
about 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 how you started where were you before doing all of this and uh, yeah a little bit about yourself yeah um grew up in northern virginia right outside of washington dc um barely made it through high school um i think my you know parents basically begged my teachers to you know pass me through you know i went to alternative schools got in a lot of trouble you know coming up in you know uh started getting in a lot of trouble in middle school you know, high school, basically stopped going to school or in like the ninth grade and, uh, you know, got myself a job. So my first job, you know, I was working at the grocery store and then, you know, started working at cell phone stores. So my whole focus, you know, when I was, uh, you know, an adolescent, you know, growing up was like, I need to make money. I've always had kind of that drive to, you know, have some money in my pocket, be able to go out and do things. And I never really did too well with like, you know, structured, authoritative, like, uh, you know, places like school. So I, you know, put most of my attention into, you know, going to work every day. I remember I was 16 years old and the cell phone store that I was working at, um, you had to be 18 to work there, but I lied and told them I was, you know, 18, I was 16 and I did a really good job there. So they promoted me to uh, store manager, but store manager required you be there full time. So uh, that was the end of my formal school career right there. I said, you know what? I'm not going back to school. So I stopped going to school when I was in 16. I figured out a way to do the rest of my high school online. So I blitzed through my junior and senior year, you know, within like 10 weeks. And uh, they still let me walk the stage a year and a half later at my high school graduation. Uh, I didn't really have a big you know, plan as to what I was going to do career long term. So um, I was working out a lot at the time, decided to go be a personal trainer. I did that for five years until I was about 23 years old. I loved it, but there's kind of a ceiling. You know, I was never going to, you know, make the kind of money that I wanted to make. I would train my clients who were all, you know, wealthy clients. And I'm like, damn, I need to be the one rolling up and getting personal trained. And, you know, Bentley, like, what what am I doing? Like, I, there's something not right here. One of my clients uh, took me on. He's like, you'd be really good at sales. So uh, he uh, hired me on. He owned a chain of frozen yogurt uh, stores all over the country. And so he brought me on to basically uh, be their new store developer. So say if you were opening up a uh, you know frozen yogurt franchise, I'd be the one to sell it to you, uh, make sure that your store got open properly, uh, help you with the operations, and then I was on to the next one. So I traveled the country quite a bit and uh, you know landed in Austin, Texas one time, fell in love with it. Um, and uh, being in Northern Virginia, there's not a lot, lots to do, you know, unless you're being, you know, like a government contractor or something like that. So uh, frozen yogurt was kind of a fad. It started, you know, dwindling off back in, you know, 2014. And so um, it was like, hey, I can either go work with my dad, like at the CIA, or um, I can, you know, find some other, you know, government contracting job or, you know, go take a chance and like get out of my comfort zone, get out of my home city. And so that's what I did. I didn't have any money. I put uh, pretty much everything in the back of my beater Mazda 3, drove to Austin, Texas to, uh, you know, a cheap one bedroom apartment in the hood. Didn't know anybody, didn't have any friends, no connections, no plan as to what I was going to do next. But I knew that I wanted something more for my life and um, I wanted to be my own boss. So I started doing heavy research into different businesses, landed on wholesaling. It made sense to me. Um, so I went deep on it, basically, you know, 
put myself through YouTube University and took a lot of action. It took me, you know, quite a while to get my first deal. It took me 11 months to get my first deal. Um, and this is like, you know, actually giving it my best, working full time. And uh, I stayed with it. I didn't give up. And uh, I had a I had to get a job to keep income coming in. So I worked at Indeed.com during the day as a senior account executive. Um, and I did really well there. President's Club, Top Gun, the whole nine. I was making a little over $200,000 a year. And I would, you know, my whole goal was like, I want to crush it at Indeed. So I do not have to go answer to a fucking boss the rest of my life. Like, I'm not going to have another grown man telling me what to do. That's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, so I took all my commission money um, and just poured it into my real estate investing. And basically, you know, I had my nine to five and then I had my six to two, which means 6 p.m. to 2 a.m., you know, every single day doing real estate investing and every day on the weekend. And I just kept banging and banging until I was able to uh, get enough deals and I was making more money in real estate investing. I got the hell out of my corporate job. Yeah. Kind of, the rest is history. You know, I've been been at it, you know, uh, full time now since early 2017. So a little over three years now. Awesome. Awesome, man. So like, just, just to guys let you know, uh, there's a lot of skills here that like, he probably didn't go to college or like, you know, he probably didn't do like that traditional education that a lot of people do, but there is skills that are resiliency, determination, that really that drive, that, that grind that you require in order to succeed. Uh, that's what really makes you unique and can take you anywhere. Like you can literally pr push through many things. And he was a, he was a guy that really went and did some odd jobs, probably random jobs, but you know, try to make that money because he had the vision. He started the vision with real estate because you started seeing real estate as a really, uh, really good thing that you wanted to do for, for your life to create wealth. I'm guessing, right? That's something create wealth, which is ultimately one of the, uh, uh, one of the goals here with real estate, a lot of people get in there to create wealth and, you know, that also passive income, if you get, if you get to get uh, a lot of rentals and stuff like that. But at the same time, there is opportunities on making money almost, I don't want to say instant because it's not, not, it's not a get rich, get quick rich scheme, but with wholesaling and all of this, you can literally get a lot of profit uh, in, in relatively a uh, short amount of time. So how old were you when you actually, uh, went ahead and, and went full dips into real estate investing as we know it right now, uh, wholesaling and, uh, you know, stop to or whatever it is that you currently do it. Like how old were you when you went full dips? I was uh, 25. You were 25. Awesome. Yeah. So that means that Man, you're like 28 right now, currently, right? No, I mean, I started doing it when I was 25. Okay. I'm, I'm 31 now. So I've been doing this since uh, 2000, 2013, 2014, so six years now. Okay, man. And then 2017, that's when you started your uh, USA-wide operations, correct? Uh, no, no, that evolved. So back then, I was just doing it in Austin, Houston, San Antonio, and, you know, the reason I was doing other places besides Austin is because it's kind of like a, you know, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, yeah. very competitive, high cost per deal. Um, you know, the homeowners here, there's not it's not like a distressed market at all. You know, it's right. a Silicon Valley of, you know, 
uh, Texas. So, so you did live that, you know, that local hyper targeted local wholesaling, uh, real estate investing operations. You actually did that. And for how long do you do it? Then you realized that there's opportunity doing it in the all US. How long? Uh, it was like, you know, probably two years. I uh, till like 2015 and 2016, I was doing a lot of SEO to try to get more inbound leads around central Texas. But the result of it was I was getting leads from Pennsylvania, Ohio, you know, Washington state, pretty much everywhere except for central Texas. Yeah. I would just start them. Like I wouldn't call them. I wouldn't do anything with them. And, uh, you know, I was just hyper-focused on the Texas market. And what ended up happening was it was like, you know what, I'm just going to take a shot at, you know, some of these leads. So I think the first one I got under contract was in like Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, your trash house, got it for 18 K, you know, wholesaled it for 30, made 12, you know, 12,000. So that was proof of concept right there. Then like, we got another one real quick in Ohio. And then it was like, man, I really don't give a shit where these properties are. Like, you know, as long as we can cop them and there's a market there, there's cash buyers, we could find people like, why would we geographically limit ourselves to yeah. just, you know, one market? Okay. So you cover a lot of good points there, man. Like, for example, you covered how you were leveraging SEO, right? Which mm -hmm. is, it, it's a good way of doing organic inbound. Uh, you really don't have to reach out and, you know, pull multiple lists of like, and trying to guess for each specific market, what's going to be the best pain points or the stacking list that you're going to be calling and having operations and every single time and huge team, you leverage SEO, which is uh, getting your website optimized and ranked high in certain specific areas or where like you want it to rank. And uh, as soon as you got a motivated seller, uh, how, how, how did you even start the first time on deciding, okay, I get a motivated seller and I don't know this market up like at all or not much. And I don't have a, an investor that I can send it to. I don't have a, a cash buyer I can send it to. What was your thought process there? Like then when you were just starting and how do you like go, go for it? Shoot first and ask questions later. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, don't, I didn't think about it. I was like, all right, well, you know, I'm going to take a shot on it. I'm going to call this lady, see what she wants. I have no idea. I've never been in this place. I have no idea what the hell this even is, but I know there's data online. Like I can go on Zillow, look at the salt data. You know, I, they got tools now like prop stream and stuff like that. So I think back then I used like Zillow and Redfin and I was just looking at the comparable sales and I just used my best judgment as to what I thought the property was worth. And I wasn't too far off and I was able to, you know, contract it at the right price. And then when it came to getting rid of it, obviously I don't know anybody in that market. So I was like, all right, well, who can I reach out to? I think I leveraged like some Facebook groups. I reached out to some people in some Facebook groups there, you know, DM'd them and told them like, Hey man, I just got a property under contract in your market. Are you still buying there? And then, you know, I got people messaging me back. Now they're interested. They want to go see the property. And next thing you know, they're, you know, putting an offer in and we're locking up an assignment and going to closing. 